Hello and welcome to a new episode of Other Record Labels. I'm your host, Scott Orr, where we talk about the art and culture of running an independent record label. One of the questions I get asked a lot by folks who are starting a new record label is, how do I get an LLC for my record label? Or should I get an LLC for my record label? Or do record labels need an LLC? Now, first of all, whenever we talk about legal questions or publishing or accounting questions, we get into this hairy territory of different territories. What is true in the US is not necessarily true for me here in Canada or for you in Australia or in the UK or Japan or the Philippines. So today's episode, we're gonna be talking mostly with an American music attorney and we're gonna be talking about how LLCs apply to American record labels primarily, although we touch on it a little bit outside of America. I apologize to anyone who is not American, as this may not apply to you. And for a lot of us outside of America, we maybe don't even have LLCs available to us. We have healthcare, but we don't have LLCs. Honestly, though, I think a little over 80% of our listener base is American. So the majority of you will find this super relevant and helpful. On that note, why would you listen to a dumb Canadian, albeit a very handsome dumb Canadian musician about the legalities of forming an LLC? Well, you don't need to listen to me. I've brought my friend Cassandra Spangler, a New York City music attorney who's been on the show before. She's in our directory of companies who serve indie labels. These are companies and service providers that we trust and know and love. So I've got a list of questions for Cassandra and she's going to answer them in her own words. So you're going to get a little free time with an attorney here. You're welcome. I footed the bill for this one. Um, we have this kind of incredible privilege of being connected with incredibly smart and generous music industry professionals like Cassandra, but not just music attorneys, but also people like Infinite Catalog, a royalty management platform who just so happened to be the sponsor of this episode. A couple of years ago, I tweeted at our record label community, who should I interview when it comes to record label accounting, managing royalties and all that stuff. And within a few seconds, a half dozen people said Infinite Catalog. Infinite Catalog is a simple, easy-to-use online platform that helps you gather all of your record label's income sources and then quickly calculates how much your artists are owed. It's super easy to use, incredibly transparent, and the best way to keep everyone in the loop and help your artists get paid. The cool thing is it's for labels of all sizes, and they're giving our record label community a discount. So go to infinitecatalog.com slash other record labels. That's infinitecatalog.com slash other record labels. In order to keep this episode and this topic simple, we're going to format today's episode with just some basic questions when it comes to forming an LLC as a record label. We're going to ask Cassandra, what is an LLC? Is the forming of an LLC something a new label should do, ASAP? What are the benefits of forming an LLC? How much does it cost to form an LLC for a record label? And how do we go about forming one of these? I'm going to keep these questions and answers neatly organized on our website in a standalone article that you can check out by going to otherrecordlabels.com slash LLC. So let's first define the most simplest question. What is an LLC? LLC stands for Limited Liability Company. Um, it's a relatively new business entity type. Um, it's kind of similar to a corporation um, from a legal perspective because you do get that limitation of personal liability. 
Um, but it's a little bit more flexible than a corporation. So corporations typically are very formal. The requirements, you know, you have to have certain meetings and votes have to be taken on things and lots of records that need to be kept. Um, whereas with LLCs, there's typically less of those type of formalities involved. So usually I recommend to people if they're deciding between a corporation and an LLC, um, that if it's one or two or three owners, it may be easier for them to do an LLC than a corporation. Whereas if it's a situation where they want to be able to offer at some point equity to investors, it may be easier to do a corporation. Um, but in general, that's what it is. It's a, it's very similar to a corporation and it's just a specific type of a business entity. Okay. Let's look at things purely from a legal liability perspective. A great question to start with is, what are some of the actual benefits of getting yourself an LLC? So from a legal perspective, the primary benefit is that it limits your personal liability. So what that means is that if there's a lawsuit um, over something related to the music, whether it, it's a copyright infringement lawsuit or if someone gets hurt at a concert and then the artist gets sued, if you're doing things through the LLC, um, and there are some limited exceptions to this, but in general, if you're keeping everything separate, you're keeping all of the money separate, the contracts are in the name of the LLC, then it can really help to protect your personal assets. So if the artist um, owns a house and they get sued for something related to their music, it's much more difficult for them to lose their house in the lawsuit if everything was done separately through an LLC. So usually I tell people um, if either they are someone who has a day job and has you know a salary that they're earning from a day job or owns a home or owns other assets, or if they are artists that are established enough that they are earning significant income through their music, those two groups of people are really the ones that um, should focus on setting up an LLC. I feel like a lot of us, and, and you might agree with me, but a lot of us like the legitimacy that an LLC provides, or at the very least, the perceived legitimacy. Yes, um, I would say that's definitely true. I mean, personally, I'm always a little skeptical if let's say I have a client that's an artist and someone offers them some type of a recording contract and it's in the name of the owner of the company's personal name versus a company name. Um, I'm a little skeptical of it um, because yeah, it does come with some level of legitimacy. For our broader non-US audience, this term or the concept of an LLC might not be relevant to labels outside of the US. I know in Canada, we don't technically have this product. So let's think about how does our individual uh, region or, or, or an individual's territory plays a role in getting an LLC or not? Yeah, I don't know if it exists in other countries. It's relatively new here um, and it varies a lot. So I always caution people, it's very uh, state specific in the United States. So every state has their own requirements for LLCs. Um, and I only set up LLCs in New York, but every state is very different. And in particular, 
there can be very different tax requirements. Um, so some states, it's very inexpensive to set up an LLC in that state. So a lot of people do it and then they come to find out it's, it's so inexpensive to set it up because there are these very expensive annual taxes. Um, so you want to make sure that you speak to your accountant and your attorney in whatever state you're creating the LLC to make sure you understand what those, what the tax implications will be and what the requirements and the startup costs for an LLC in that state will be. Some of you out there, and this was me, start a record label as a side hustle or a hobby or just for fun in the same way we may open an Instagram account or start a band in a garage. It's not really official until it is, or we just want to keep it small. So let's think about us, these type of people. What about labels like that or labels in the early days of trying to keep our expenses so low because revenue is so low or non-existent? I would say, I mean, that really it comes down to if they have assets, separate from their music. If they do, I would recommend doing it right away just to protect those personal assets. Um, the other benefit of doing it early is that you avoid having to transfer everything over later. So if you decide to start as a sole proprietor and then later on you want to start uh, to create an LLC, then there's a lot of paperwork that has to be done to kind of transfer everything over to the LLC. So doing it early will avoid that headache. Um, but, you know, make sure again, that the tax, um, definitely speak to an accountant and find out what the tax implications will be. Cause I've had people that rush to set up an LLC and then, you know, they're owing these annual taxes and they're not, which are more than in some cases what they're earning. So definitely figure all that stuff out. Um, a lot of people, for whatever reason, think they should set up the company in Delaware or there's some other states, I think South Dakota and Nevada, um, because these are states that have laws that are very friendly to corporations and LLCs. But at the end of the day, unless you're, you know, when people say they're friendly to corporations, they're referring to giant multinational, you know, Coca-Cola and places like that. So it doesn't, you know, don't, don't assume that because you're hearing Delaware is a good place to start a company that that makes sense for you as, you know, somebody who's starting up a music company um, doesn't necessarily mean that. So I take that to mean don't disregard this whole process entirely, but don't be so quick to set things up and pay these huge fees where depending on your state, you could be paying annual fees and taxes regardless of how little money your label is making. I think, and I'm not an attorney, so don't listen to me, but I think it seems like there's this window of time we can refer to as the research window, the first few months to a year maybe, where we're gathering all our research, meeting artists, establishing a brand, leading up to finalizing things with an LLC. So get this, LLCs are messy and expensive and arduous. Here's how you'd actually go about setting one up. So in New York, it's a two-step process. New York has higher startup costs for LLCs than other states, but pretty low annual fees. Um, so in New York, it's a two-step process. 
The first step would be to file paperwork with the state of New York to create the LLC, um, which is a pretty simple process. And the filing fee, I think, is $200. So it's not too crazy. The second step of the process is where it gets a little more expensive. So that is what they call the publication requirement. So you may have noticed, you know, sometimes in the back of the newspaper, you'll see these notices. They call it a fictitious business statement. Basically just says this person is forming an LLC under this name. Um, and it's really just a formality, but you have to, in New York, run that notice in two separate newspapers for six weeks. And that's where it gets very expensive, especially any of the counties within New York City. Um, that that part of the process can run, you know, a thousand to two thousand dollars for the publication. Um, and many other states don't require that second step. So you would be eliminating those additional fees in other states. Let's take a look at what kind of costs, more importantly, annual costs that you might be looking at once your LLC has been properly set up. So that varies by state. Um, there will be income taxes, and that's something to speak with the accountant about. But some states also have a minimum tax on LLCs, so an amount that is owed regardless, even if the company made $0 in revenue that year. Um, so that's what you want to watch out for. I don't believe, I don't really handle tax um, stuff. I usually refer people to accounts, but I don't think there's a minimum tax in New York. If there is, I think it's pretty reasonable. And then in terms of the registration, you're just required in New York to renew it every two years. And that is a very low fee. I think it's $9 or something. So in New York, you pay a little bit more at the beginning, but you can end up saving later. Now, I'm thinking about our episode we did a couple of weeks ago about the entrepreneurial seizure. And there's a lot of us who are victims to this entrepreneurial seizure. So what if we get an LLC and then realize that we're not ready to roll out the label yet? Can we pause our LLC? Is this a thing? I don't know that there's a way to pause it. Although if there's no income that's being earned, depending on the state, there may not be much that needs to be done um, in those years that it's not active. But yeah, yeah that, and that's another good point where sometimes people create these LLCs and then they stop using it and it just sits there, you want to make sure that if you're no longer using it and you're not planning to start using it again, that it's properly dissolved and, you know, otherwise that can catch up to you too. So what if I don't want to set up an LLC if I'm a hobbyist in this space? I'm not going to hide my income, but I was kind of curious, can I be a sole proprietor? Maybe I'm not worried about getting sued or losing any other assets. Maybe I have none. But could I still be considered legal as a record label or on the up and up, but not have an LLC? Does that make sense? So that also varies from state to state in the U.S. Um, but in general, if you're doing business under a name other than your legal name, you have to register for what they call a DBA, um, which stands for doing business as. And this way, people are able to, it's registered with the state. It's usually a simpler process than setting up an LLC. And I don't think there are ongoing requirements for it. Um, it's just so that the public is aware, you know, if this person is signing contracts under this name that they made up, um, they're able to look it up and see who it really is. 
One of the benefits of this podcast, one of the many benefits, I may add, is that I will ask stupid questions to expensive lawyers, so you don't have to. You're welcome. Here's the thing. Some of us, it gets a little confusing with respect to getting an LLC and then getting a trademark for your record label name. Are they the same thing? This is kind of the curious question. Is is the trademark is the trademark of your name and logo protected at all when you get an LLC? There's a lot of confusion. Yeah, that that's something that comes up commonly, that that question. A lot of people think that um setting up the LLC in the name somehow gives them the trademark or that that's enough for them to get the trademark. And it's actually two completely separate things. Um, same thing with domain names. A lot of people, for some reason, think if they have the domain name, that's the trademark. And um, so the LLC is really just creating this business entity formally with the state. Um, it has nothing to do with the trademark. The trademark protects the name that you're using as a brand that you are using to sell your products and services. So oftentimes the name of the record label, for example, might be the same as the LLC and that might be the brand name. Um, and so you may want to apply for a trademark of the name of your record label, which may also be the name of the LLC. But setting up the LLC by itself is not sufficient for you to get the trademark. You have to actually be doing business under that name. Um, and sometimes they are different. Sometimes people set up the LLC in a totally different name than what they're doing business under. And in which case they would then get a DBA for the LLC. So if it's called, you know, um, I don't know, the, the record company LLC, but they're doing business as um, New York Records, they would file a DBA for the LLC. Thanks to my friend Cassandra for taking the time to explain all of this to us. You can connect with her through our directory of services. You can get that at otherrecordlabels.com slash directory. And the notes from our conversation, some terminology explained, and some FAQs can be found at otherrecordlabels.com slash LLC. I hope you found this helpful, maybe a bit dry, but it's a huge question that I get asked all the time. And I'm so happy to finally put this resource together for all of you. And I hope at the very least you found it informative. Do you get a card in your wallet? What does it look like? Is it a piece of paper? You, you can. So <laughs> it's always optional. You know, you can order, you can get like a stamp, an official stamp that you can put on your contracts and that type of thing. Um, you can order these binders that have like the name and gold letters and oh, cool. different things you can order um, if you want to. But yeah, there's a, there's merch is what you're saying. There's merch. Yeah, yeah. There's always merch. There's somehow. always merch in America. Yeah. A big shout out to Infinite Catalog for sponsoring this episode. Check out Infinite Catalog on how they can help you manage your record label royalties and by going to infinitecatalog.com. And if you want a special discount with them, grab it at infinitecatalog.com slash other record labels. That's infinitecatalog.com slash other record labels.